to Australian Financial Focus. My name is Barry Wilkinson, Director of Statewide Wealth Group. We've got Michael Shakel here today, which I'm really excited about. Michael's going to talk about the Home Builders Scheme uh, that's been released from the federal government and the state government, the $25,000 grant and also the $15,000 First Homeowners Grant. Uh, please tune in if you're looking at renovating and if you want some tips. If you're a first-home buyer, it's super important. Michael gives some awesome tips and tricks that you should look at as a first-home buyer. So please enjoy. So welcome. Thank you very much. Mate, what is the Home Builders Grant? The Home Builders Grant is a fantastic opportunity. It's a tax-free $25,000 payment from the Federal Australian Government, and that's to supercharge new and renovation builds for homeowners. So just to, if we go back a step, the build, so what is the Home Builders Grant? And I will talk to you about the renovation because it's something that I want to talk about myself. Um, to be determined, essentially, though, for new builds for our first home buyers, our second home buyers, up to $750,000 for the combined total value of the land and the house. And there's some T's and C's around income and qualifying for that. The big one, though, where a lot of people are going to be taking advantage of that, and we're helping a lot of people at the moment with, is the renovation. So any home up to $1.5 million dollars, if you're doing a renovation with a contract over $150,000, you're eligible to receive the tax-free $25,000 payment. How do you go about getting that as a borrower? I would be recommending that they'd come back in and speak to all of your statewide wealth groups, finance brokers. There's going to have to be a contract in play there. And once the contract has taken place and payments have been made to the builder, the finance broker will be applying to the government to receive that on your behalf. Do you see the builder's increasing their price accordingly. Well, look, it's a very competitive market out there for builds at the moment, but the builders which I'm talking to day in and day out, they're, they're getting busy at the moment. There is some amazing promotions out there at the moment, 50% off ducted air conditionings, 50% off site works. There are deals out there to be had. You need to talk to your individual builder about that. Will the builders pump up the prices? There's supply and demand issues with COVID, with stock coming into the country, and given that there is going to be a rush of buyers coming into the market, they're going to be choosy about which clients they're actually dealing with. So the home builder will provide eligible owner-occupied, including first home buyers, a grant of $25,000 for a new build uh, home uh, or renovated an existing home or a contract that is signed between what dates, mate? The 4th of June and the last day of this calendar year, which is 31st of December 2020. And you've mentioned there that some of the eligibility for this. You have to be an Australian citizen, is that right? It's only available for owner-occupiers, so investors won't be flooding the market, Barry. Uh, you do have to be an Australian citizen over 18 years old. Your income as an individual, less than $125,000. Household income, less than $200,000. If you're a couple? Correct. Individual, 125, to be really clear. Couple, 200. Correct. Cool. So, Mick, uh, do you have to be a natural person? By that I'm talking about, can you do it in a company name or a trust? No, you can't. It has to be a natural person. The Home Builders Grant, is it a federal or state? It's an additional grant. There is up to $55,000 on the table of tax-free money depending on which state you are in, Barry. So, New South Wales, I believe the term is $55,000. They have the first home 
buyer's deposit scheme, that is $15,000. They have the first homeowner's grant, I believe that's $15,000. And the federal $25,000 goes on top of that. So the, the, this $25,000 is federal? Is federal, federal and in addition to each state's cool. first home buyer prop-ups there. There is no other ones for renovators or knockdown rebuilds, which we'll talk about in a moment as well. If I'm uh, someone that's had a house before and I want to buy again, this is applicable to me? The yes. $25,000 grant? The $25,000. home builder's grant? If you're selling your current house now and want to build your dream home, now's no better time to do it right now. As long as after the post date June 4th, you've per gone to contract on land and contract on a new build and it's less than $750,000, you will qualify for that. There's some other bits and pieces there though. If you own your own home now, Barry, and you decide that now's the time after COVID to go and knock down that um, house of yours, it's considered a knockdown rebuild, that is a major improvement. So if you own that house pre-June 4, decide we're going to help you put a bulldozer through that and build your new dream home on the land which you currently own there, you can improve the value of that up to $1.5 million. So if I've bought the land prior and I haven't built and I've signed a builder's contract on the 4th, can I still apply for this? Up to $750,000. If you purchase the house own that and then decide to knock it down after that up to 1.5 million. Cool. So can you tell us, Mick, about how the Home Builders Grant will affect potential renovators? Okay. Well, I think, um, firstly, thank you, Barry. The, there's no better time now than with this initiative to take a look at your renovation uh, requirements and to receive that tax-free $25,000. So I believe from the builders which I'm talking to day in and day out, there's a lot of inquiry here at the moment for that and there's going to be a lot of renovation works happening. So if, just to be really clear, if you've got an existing renovation happening and you've signed it 4 of June prior, you can't get this grant, correct? Correct. You cannot. Okay. If you've signed a contract with the builder, does the plans need to be council approved for you to get this? Uh, what actually has to happen is it's a signed build contract. So once you've signed the build contract, the builder will go and get all the plans stamped. There are a lot of um, ins and outs with regards to the renovation part of this ground here. It can't be detached. It's not for a swimming pool. It's not for a granny flat. But if you want to lift your house, put on a double garage on the side of it, put on a staircase, redo your kitchen, build in underneath, that is considered a major improvement and you will qualify once you've got your finances and your build contract in place and you've begun commencement of construction. So, mate, what's the most two common mistakes you see when people look to renovate? Oh, look, uh, great, great question. I'll probably throw a funny one in there. DIY, people DIY doing renovations, probably not the way to do it. Um, Why is that? Uh, firstly, it's not going to qualify for the grant. This For this one round, if it's a minor home DIY, sure, go ahead, but it won't qualify. To qualify for the Home Builders Grant, it has to be a licensed builder in Queensland under the QBCC, has to be a formal contract in place, contract sum has to be greater than $150,000. Right. Before you mention about the renovations, can you do it on top of a house, an existing, pre-existing house, if you wanted to renovate up the top, because 150000 is like half a house, could you renovate the top of that house, like add another floor, if that makes sense? So we, typically in Queensland where we are here, that would be a lift and build under. So the 
the house would be lifted and underneath would be brought to a habitable level and that would be built in. You might have a garage there or you might just have internal living space, another bathroom and a set of stairs added to access the top part of your house. Would you encourage anyone that's looking at doing this and they've got the plans and they've got the set plans and the contract to go to, to speak to, you know, would they get some reassurance from the builder that they can apply to get the grant? The, the builders are builders. No, they're going to be talking to you. Your finance brokers, the finance brokers in here at Statewide, are going to be telling them yes or no, they don't qualify. So if some if a client doesn't come to Statewide Wealth Group or a client doesn't, you know, doesn't need money, even if you didn't need a loan, you could still apply to get the 25, correct? Correct, Barry, correct. yes. Okay, cool. So the two common mistakes that you've mentioned when people go to renovate, the DIY is it? Yeah. Correct. The The other one there, I believe, is designing over your budget. Now, some people don't set budgets. Most people are going to set a budget. When it comes to construction, there's no stopping where that spend can go. So setting the budget and working closely with your building designer, your architect, or your builder is probably the most logical first step for you to make sure that you get the planning correct on your build and on your spend. What about time-wise? Do people get you know, like if the builder said, okay, this is going to take me six weeks, does the people hang their hat on that? Does it keep going? And what are some things that you would encourage people to do to tell the builders or to keep the builders on time? Time overruns, roadblocks, design constraints, they all occur. Can we keep a builder on track of time? No, there's weather dependencies, there's trade shortages, and especially with the amount of action which is actually happening in the market. There are daily sales, up to 20 and 30 occurring in estates at the moment. A trading shortage is going to come around. So you'd encourage someone to probably buckle in? Well, you need to have the contract <laughs> signed and you want to have a, con a site start date as soon as possible. How many times should you meet with your builder? Planning, selecting a builder, it's a very big engagement. Going and selecting a builder just on floor plan is not the way. You want to be interviewing your builder, asking them all of the right questions. What questions? Lots of questions. Top five. Top five questions to ask the builder. How long have you been building? Now, that's not going to protect you 100%, but you're going to get a bit of an idea of where they are. Where is their office based? Does your build contract include everything? Is it fixed price? Is there any allowances or provisional sums allowed for in that build? Unfortunately, with construction, the devil is in the detail. If it's not specified in the contract or excluded, it's not going to be built. Would you encourage people to go through it like a fine-tooth comb as much as their budget, right? 100%. Um, cool. Lots of people do not understand contracts. The QBCC contract, in plain language, there is a lot of inclusions, exclusions, and when it comes to specifications on a build, they can be swayed. Each builder has their own set of standard inclusions and specifications. Very hard to compare apples with apples. So you mentioned before about the renovation and some of the common mistakes. As a mortgage broker, what we tend to find is that people will do a contract with the builder and they'll go, we've got tiles cheaper, we've got the plumbing cheaper, we've got the painter cheaper. Or is it they'll go, oh, I've got a friend who's a builder or a friend who's a plumber or a friend who's a tiler. He can do it for me. Selecting, common? Se selecting a builder is a hard hard thing to do. With, to qualify for the grant, now the head builder, head contractor is going to have their own supplies. If you were an electrical contractor and you were doing your own work, you may say that you can go and do the own work on site. Typically, though, the builder has their own supply chains engaged. So the, for the builder to go to that 150, basically it sounds like the builder has to do everything from A to Z. Correct. Okay. If I was a first-home buyer, 
what's on the table and what's available to people? On the statewide wealth website, each state has their own specific first home buyer incentives. There's lots of opportunities there, especially when it comes to stamp duty and actual physical money, which can be used as part of your deposit for lending purposes. So the Queensland government is giving away $15,000 as a first home buyer grant and stamp duty concessions within certain price ranges of land value. So you're a first home buyer, what can you potentially get up to? Up to $50,000 in Queensland. Had and break that down. So that's 25000 home builder grant, $25,000. $15,000 first home owner's grant and the $10,000 incentive done by the Queensland government. But there's a restriction on that. Up to 10,000 people have to register to get that. Is that correct? There's a limited amount of those. So, yes, you certainly have to get in now as fast as possible for the Commonwealth First Home Loan Deposit Scheme. And that is how many people need to be registered before? Is there a certain timeline on that? It opens on the 1st of July. 4,000 of those 10,000 have already been allocated. So there's 6,000 spots federally available. And is there a deadline on that? Once they're gone, they're gone. 10,000, okay. gone. Okay. So if you don't manage to get there, Mick, basically you, you can get up to $40,000, correct? Correct, $40,000 plus whatever other builder bonuses, builder grants, builder rebates are out there at present and specials on the land. So, Mick, what do you find from a first home buyer's perspective are the most common questions that you get asked and the biggest mistakes? Lots of common questions. How long is it going to take? Short answer, it's going to be around six months. If we're picking up titled land for you, that's land ready to go on, the planning stages are going to be four to six weeks. The construction time is going to be around about four months. You're going to be in your new home in around about six months' time. First home buyers, a lot of the time, they actually go out to a land estate and go and buy a block of land without looking at their total borrowing capacity, as they will typically be heavily reliant on the banks. You need to look at what's required in your house First, as part of your total $500,000 is a round number if you're a first home buyer, if that house is going to cost you $250,000, what you must have in that house, then you can only buy land up to $250,000. Would you encourage people to stick with good brands, big brands, builders like Plan Build, Metricon? Would you encourage people to do that or what would be your take on that if you're a first home buyer? Because it is quite daunting, right? Your head's spinning. Seeking independent advice as, as a first home buyer from a builder broker is a great way of going about it. Typically, your big builders will uh, put plans on pieces of blocks of land, but it may not be the right plan for your needs. Everyone's needs are different. If you need a three-bedroom house or if you need a four-bedroom house, if you need room down the side of your block of land so that you can get a shed and get your boat down there, all of these things need to be thought about. There are a lot of niche builders out there who are specific, so it really depends on where you're building. But if you're building a new home, you want to have comfort that that builder is building a quality product for you, not just purely making a decision based on the cheapest and best price, because that price is actually ultimately going to go up in the end and you're going to be missing out on something. You mentioned Builder Broker before, mate. Well, if you can just tell the, the listeners, what is Builder Broker and how does it work and how can that benefit someone? Independent advice on new builds, constructions and developments. We have a trusted vetted panel of builders which we use and assist our clients to finish and complete their projects on time. So you're the conduit between the builder and the client. Essentially, you're giving the client the options as opposed to, hey, I've got maybe 
three or four builders that you can speak to, which reduces people's time to go out and do it themselves, correct? We certainly take the hard work out of it, save you time and save you money. And where do they find you, mate? Builderbrokers.com.au. A question for first home buyers. What about picking the right area? I mean, what should people be looking for? Well, I've, I speak with first home buyers and my team speaks with first home buyers every day of the week. Um, there's only three things which change when it comes to land. That's size, price and location. The further you go out from the capital cities, the cheaper it's going to be. The size of it, it's obviously dependent on each individual block. The frontage is probably one of the biggest things which we talk about when it comes to construction. A 12.5 metre frontage, a 13 metre frontage, a 15 metre frontage is going to allow you a lot more design choices in your floor plan than if you're picking a 7 or a 9 or a 10 metre wide frontage. So for first home buyer, I mean, look, let's be honest, there's a lot of money on the table, nearly 40000 to 50000 plus their own money. So it's very clear as you're a first home buyer in an event that you're looking at doing this, you still need your 5% deposit from a bank's point of view. First put a call would be seeing a broker, preferably at Statewide Wealth Group, see your broker. Let's get the finance pre-positioned, pre-approved so you know what you can do because the people's heads are going to spin, right? First home buyers. How, how many times would you say a first-home buyer needs to pencil through to go, I need to speak to a builder, and how many times do I need to speak to him? What's the process there? The, the buying process for first-home buyers is a long process, but it can be really simplified. First of all, I'd like to just address that 5% deposit, if we can talk around that. I do believe that lenders actually have other uh, options available to them, such as using their parents, using other loans, and family using guarantors, fa yep. family guarantors, and, and, and whatnot. There, so worthwhile talking to your broker about whether yep. or not that qualifies for you. Finding the right block of land is going to be important, given how many people are actually transacting at the moment. So, because you have to have a build contract signed before the end of the year, you're also going to have to settle on that land before you're signing a build contract. You don't want to be settling a block of land and not being able to settle a build contract. First time buyers, they get a pre-approval through the broker. They've come to see the, the, the yourself. How long? Has that person got to see you from when they go, I've seen the block of land and I want to sign the construction and we're putting that first slab down? Builder brokers are with the clients the whole way through the service. So we can assist you with our network of people and network of land developers. I saw a client and spoke to them yesterday. They've actually found a block of land that they like already. We're in a process of securing that block subject to due diligence to make sure that that is the right block for them, make sure that that block is going to suit them. We'll then go to contract on that land subject to 14 days finance and subject to due diligence so that we can check that the land is... What is due diligence? Due diligence is checking the soil conditions, which is a massive component of the cost structure. What would that cost someone? I've been referred clients who have gone to contract uh, at land in certain estates and that can be up to $35,000 if they pick the wrong land. So we want to be doing a soil test. So the soil's... Contaminated. It's slop. Right. You want good soil when so you're building some, a house. So what you're saying that if someone doesn't do a soil test, it can cost them up to 35000 In concrete buried under the ground, no value for them. And you're also going to struggle with valuations. How much does it cost to get someone to do a soil test? $500. Wow. With knockdown rebuild blocks, with infill blocks, we also have to have a look for sewers. We need to have a look that there's not been an old pool filled in in the backyard there. We need to look for stormwater pipes. We need to look for connections, water meters, telephone points, 
telephone poles, electricity poles. That is the due diligence that builder brokers assist our clients with when they're purchasing blocks of land. Ideally, you do not want to be going unconditional on a block of dirt without having a bank pre-approval for your finance contract in hand at the same time. What would you suggest for a person that's gone to buy a house, first home buyer, how do we get further security around picking that builder? Is there a website that the people can go to or first home buyers can go to? Is it the QBCC that you mentioned before? If I found out that that builder isn't the right builder, I know you do that at Builder Broker, which is great, so that nullifies, but just for the general public, because you hear of builders going broke and people are left with house. How do we encourage people to find out that? The QBCC does offer a license check system there where you can check the background of the builder. Uh, fortunately, the financial viability of builders is uh, largely determined by the QBCC there as well, so it's probably your main point of contact there. And it made mention before when you went the top things for people to go and look at for where they where their business is maybe having a look at what they've built in the past um, and obviously Google reviews and things like that for their first-home buyers. 100%. Cool. Um, anything else there from a first-home buyer's point of view? Because from a finance sense, the head can, and I know you've got to go, Gil. Um, is there anything else there that stands out, Gil? Because you're sitting on the other end. F fixed price is probably the only thing that is, is coming out to me at the moment. They want a house and land package for finance because they're, you're only going to lend 90% of the land if they don't have a build contract there. So at the moment, Michael, you, you know, I can imagine that you're taking a fair amount of calls at Builder Broker. What's the most common questions that you're getting asked from at the moment from first-time buyers? What's my budget? How can I actually go out there and purchase and what's the process? And what's a fixed contract? A fixed price contract is one of the most important things for a first-home buyer, fully understanding what is involved in, what is included and excluded in your build contract. Typically, a builder won't price in fencing. They won't price in grass. They won't price in window coverings. So we will need to make sure that your budget and your finances allow for a complete package, a fixed price package, which is completely turnkey, which has your letterbox, has your clothes on, has your fence, has your grass, has your air conditioning, and has floor coverings. When you're a first home buyer, the specifications of a advertised build price that a builder's advertising, it may not include a driveway. It may not include an alfresco. It may not include your tiles and your carpets in that. Would you encourage uh, people to go and look at display villages? Look, I encourage people to do their research online and to be very thorough. And if they haven't done it before, to seek independent advice or to speak to family and friends who have done it before and to thoroughly read your construction contract and understand what is included in it. So if you've gone through like a display village, it's really important to take a pen and paper or your phone and just jot down things that you may have questions for the builder. Um, that you go, okay, well, look, at, you mentioned before, it's not going to do your grass, they're not going to do your fencing. What about your specifications, the curtains on the on the windows, small things like that that they're probably left a bit surprised about? 100%. In a construction, construction contract, there's many components. There's a base house price. That is literally a box with no floors, no driveways, no floor coverings in it. We then add on 
what is required to your specific needs, the driveway. The driveway has to be in there for finance purposes for the bank to lend it. You want carpet and you want tiles, that is all included there as well. Air conditioning is specific to every individual's needs. You might want no air conditioning and you want fans. You might want two split systems in your house. You might want ducted air conditioning and solar. You need to know to set your budget, the must-haves in your house and the wants and price to your budget accordingly. And it's important, Mick, just to clarify, the price of that house in total land and construction can't exceed? $750,000. And if you do qualify, if you're lucky enough to get in to, for the first loan deposit scheme, which there is 5,000 positions of said left, there is a cap there, and I believe it's $475,000 total spend. And if you go over that, you can only get up to $25,000 and $15,000. Is there a price? Is there, sorry, is there an income criteria at all for that? The overlaying principles and T's and C's around the $25,000 is combined less than $200,000 income and no more than $125,000 for the individual. As to the first homeowner's grant, as long as neither of the natural persons has purchased or previously owned property, be it directly or through a partnership, they qualify for the $15,000 uh, Queensland First Homeowners Grant. And there's also stamp duty concessions there available depending on how much land, what the land value is. It's exciting times, actually. I mean, $40,000 on the table. Why wouldn't you look at it? I mean, there's people well, walking the, the, in. The, the bigger question, I, I think, Barry, is should we be renting or should we be buying at this stage? If you're paying $350 a week or paying $550 a week, should that be going to reducing a mortgage and generating your greater wealth? Or should you be renting and paying that to somebody else's wealth? So you've got 40000 to maybe $50,000 on the table. You've got an all-time interest rate low. You've got family guarantors that have got a quite a considerable amount of equity in their properties. R rental history. Rental histories. I mean, it's probably the best time I've been a broker for 18 years this is probably the best time for a first home buyer to be buying something because the rent that they're paying is maybe at times cheaper than, you know, they can probably buy a house and get a loan that is cheaper than paying some of the rent. So now is the best time. I mean, I, I, honestly, I've been doing it, as I said, for a long time. It is the best time to be looking at buying. So it's really, really clear, just to finish up, Mick, um, to, to come and speak to build a broker about the renovations because renovations can be quite tedious and, and, and quite fun, but speak to build a broker about farming out the client's um, inquiries to a several amount of builders. Is that right? Builder brokers will match you with the right builder for your job, okay. depending on what your needs are there. Um, it's very specific. Renovations, you want a local builder. Renovations are very different to new builds. New builds, the big construction companies. They can move from the Sunshine Coast through to the Gold Coast, through to Brisbane, Ipswich. Renovation builders are very different. They're niche builders. You want the right one. You want somebody who is experienced in your type of renovation and is local so they can tick the boxes and get that renovation completed as fast as possible. From a lending sense, I would first and foremost start with my budget. As 100%. soon as you start with your budget, uh, then you know exactly what you can and can't borrow. We all know it's $150,000, but it's really important that you go through your budget with your broker, um, but also um, with your, uh, your, your making sure it's the right bank at the same time. I don't think we've spoken about that. We need to make sure we're aligned with the right bank because a lot of the banks don't have the back-end mechanisms to cope with the right uh, construction um, arm of the bank. A lot of people don't know that. So the smaller banks aren't typically equipped 
Look, construction contracts are, as you just said, very 100%. And for a first home buyer, a five-part new build construction contract, the drawdown stages, deposits, managing that for a first home buyer whilst they're managing the young family or their jobs. You need to have the right broker, the right financial institute guiding you through your construction contract. And one word, um, if I was to, one point, if I was to sum it up, is to be very aware of when you're signing off on your drawdown stages of your contract. Your builder will complete a stage. You need to ensure that that stage is completely and correctly finished before you sign on, off on that construction release, the uh, stage drawdown release. Do not foresign that because sometimes if the builder was to go broke, something was to happen, the banks released the money and the works actually haven't been done on site. Yeah, good tip, good tip. So from a finance sense, uh, for the people that are looking at buying and constructing out there, it's really important that your client puts you in touch with the right, with the builder so the builder and the mortgage broker can speak. <laughs> so it just frees up the client because the client's head is spinning so much it's not funny so uh, make sure that you get with the right broker because then the broker should be speaking directly to the builder and the builder's company so they can um, speak about the drawdowns and and the invoices that need to be paid correct right land right location right builder right quality right finance yep. lots of questions get the right advice so michael if people want to get in touch with you mate um again if you don't mm -hmm. mind where do they get in touch with you what's your phone number website one eight hundred one build or www.builderbrokers.com.au thank you for having me thanks mick thank you very much for listening i really appreciate it you can contact me on barry.wilkinson at swggroup.com.au or if you google statewide wealth group barry wilkinson that will come up and it'll show you the links on how to get to me it's quite easy jump onto our website if you like in our blog section on statewide wealth group you'll find some wonderful blogs that we've recently put up some tips and tricks and some information from my business partner in relation to the financial planning sector for us any questions there's an area in within our website that you can ask us any questions that you like and uh, feel free to subscribe to this podcast if you can rate it if you could please that would be really appreciative and uh, feel free to send it amongst any of your friends and family thanks very much <laughs>